Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in uh, for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where we have shared uh, our link to the show on Twitter and Instagram this morning. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for our show and they help out you guys a lot. Uh, that would be Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Make them a part of your car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's a better rate. Coverage and service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. So, Jack, I saw this yesterday that Dane Crookshank's agency put out that he agreed to terms with the Chicago Bears. Uh, I thought that was a kind of a bummer uh, for the Titans to lose Dane Crookshank. And I think you and I have had on-air conversations and I've definitely had off-air conversations at how good uh, Dane Crookshank was last year for the Titans and how he will be missed. Uh, but I, I did, I thought it was interesting because I clicked on the tweet and Bears fans were responding to it. And I saw one Bears fan say, who? With a funny gif. And the next response below that, who? Tweet was somebody else saying, ask Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so okay, yeah, I, I was like, that tells you everything you re- everything you need to know about Dane Crookshank, uh, because honestly, we'll just dive right into it. I think Dane Crookshank was a secret weapon of the Titans defense last year for what he was able to do as the third safety. And uh, Jack, you've got some of the stats to back it up. Yeah. So Dane Crookshank, you know, while he wasn't on the field all the time, he was on it a heck of a lot, especially when the Titans rolled out their dime package. He was a key, he was a key uh, contributor there. He, he was a tight end stopper this season, and he went up against a handful of upper echelon tight ends. We're talking pass catching tight ends, the guys who are going to beat you in the playoffs. And he held his own the whole season. He went up against guys like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Mike Gusecki, and Dawson Knox. Nobody went for over 65 receiving yards against Crookshank. None of those guys. Which is huge because those guys put up huge numbers. And a lot of times, like uh, George Kittle was just irrelevant in that Thursday night football yep. game for the Niners. Yeah. 21 yards for Kittle in that game. And you know, the Titans really like to throw Crookshank out there. They're, they ran their base defense, the three, three, five, they ran it 26% of the time, but the next highest or the next most used defense was the dime package. They ran it 17% of the time. That's who they are as a team. That's what worked for this defense last year. So I don't know if they're going to be able to have a guy like they did in Crookshank, who they can rely on, throw them out there, and just blanket, you know, these upper echelon tight ends that are out there. And those were just, you know, some of the guys the Titans played last year. We look around the AFC, and you still got to worry about Mark Andrews. You still got to worry about Darren Waller. We saw what happened against New England with John o. Smith and Hunter Henry, that combination. So there's a lot of talent at the tight end position in the AFC. To let a guy like Crookshank go is, is head-scratching. Because the guys you have behind him are Matthias Farley, who hasn't been counted on defensively in the last four years. You signed A.J. Moore from the Texans, uh, an Ole Miss guy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's known for being a special teams ace. I don't think he's got more than like 25 tackles in one season so far. So I don't know that you can count on either of those guys to come in and do it Crookshank dig. 
So, it, it, you know, and, and I know that his price tag couldn't have been all that high. We don't have the details in front of us yet, I don't believe. But uh, I don't I believe so, yeah. I mean, it's a one-year deal, right? Yeah. We do know one-year deal. So, you know, and I wrote about this in late February. If it was, you know, anywhere in the ballpark from 3 to $5 million, I think you had to have kept him. He's too valuable. And, I, I you know, I know he doesn't start at safety, but he's been able to come in when Amani Hooker goes down, when Kevin Byard goes down and do a solid job back there. He's he's a great insurance policy at worst. Um, but really, you know, what he does against tight ends is what makes him so valuable. And if if you're going up against these guys that I just mentioned in the playoffs – and you don't have a guy to stop Kelsey, you know, to stop Waller, to stop Mark Andrews. You're in for a long day on defense, no matter how good that pass rush is. Well, and you look at the the uh, schedule the Titans play this year. You've got the AFC West. So not even talking about the playoffs, but in the regular season, you're going to have to go up against good tight ends. And uh, the Titans play the Eagles this year. They've got Dallas Goddard. The Titans also play the Cowboys this year. They just franchise tag Dalton Schultz after having a big season. So I do think Dane Cruikshank was a really nice player for this team. And replacing him will be tough. And I think Dane Cruikshank, what'd you say? The Titans ran the dime package with three safeties 17% of the time? 17% of the time. It was the second highest or the second most usage rate of any of the defenses the Titans ran last year. And the first was the base 3-3-5. Right, and I believe because uh, we had this conversation right before you wrote that article, the Titans led the NFL in three safety packages. Is that right? Correct. The Titans were number one in the NFL in playing three safeties on the field, and that's because Dane Cruikshank's ability to cover the tight end. So I do think this is a a big loss. But Dane Cruikshank, who was a fifth-round draft pick out of Arizona, if you go back and – Think about and remember what the conversation was uh, with uh, with him as a rookie. It was, they didn't know what position to put him at. He played some safety, played some corner at Arizona, big physical athletic body, but he found his role. After he battled through injuries for a couple seasons as a, as a Titan, he found his role and settled in really, really nicely. Once Amani Hooker slid to starter after Kenny Vaccaro left, Dane Cruikshank was a really, really good player this past season. And tight ends are really dangerous in today's NFL. And so the Bears just found their tight end eraser, and the Titans just lost theirs. So how are they going to replace Dane Cruikshank? I'm not really sure. And MB says, you know, you let Cruikshank walk for, you know, a one-year low number deal, but then you sign Jeff Swain for $3 million, Mm -hmm. right? That hurts, right? I, I think, I think, and it's also interesting because Cody says, "Why would the Titans not sign him then?" So it brings up a lot of good questions about how the Titans feel, and really, can the Titans do the Titans feel like they can replace him in the draft? So let's get to our first question for the audience here, and uh, Jack and I will answer it as well. The Titans lose safety Dane Cruikshank in free agency. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? A big deal, small deal, or no deal for the Titans uh, to lose Dane Crookshank in free agency. Real quick, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. It's tough to buy cars out there right now. It's not easy. There's not a ton of inventory, uh, so you got to be very specific with where you go, and you got to make sure you trust who you go to. And you can absolutely do that with Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team, we've been a part of the Wilson County Hyundai family, uh, I think, going on three years now. So it's a great relationship that we have with, with Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon. It's real simple. 
You go out to Lebanon where they don't have the downtown city prices and they have that charm out there where they will help you find whatever vehicle you're looking for and they'll help you get it done financially and quickly, really, really stress-free. So go check them out in Lebanon. Quick trip, I-40 East, no big deal. Exit 236, great drive out there. Uh, or go see him at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Go check out BetMGM as well. After the show, I need you guys to download this app if you haven't already. If you're into sports betting and you don't have the BetMGM app, you're doing it wrong. Download the app, use promo code A to Z Sports, and cash in on a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's risk-free, guys. It's a no-lose scenario. You get what you deposited, even if you lose this risk-free bet that you are rewarded with by using our promo code A to Z Sports. You've got a ton of basketball action coming up this weekend. I know you guys want to get some skin in the game. So don't forget to download the BetMGM app and use promo code A to Z Sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Yeah, and Jack, uh, Memphis wins the division last night by beating San Antonio. So good win for Memphis there. But also, you won your bet because you you picked uh, the Spurs to cover the five. So exactly uh, du- double victories for you last night, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm telling you guys, if you're not following me on Twitter, you got to follow me on Twitter. I'm putting out <laughs> these winners every single week. Had Spurs plus five last night. Came through just barely. Uh, the Spurs almost won the game. They had the ball five seconds left. But uh, congrats to the Grizzlies for winning their first division title in franchise history. Big things coming in the postseason. All right, so big deal, small deal, or no deal that the Titans uh, lost safety Dan Crookshank in free agency. Um, let's see. Eric says small. Uh, John says kind of seems like the Titans are shooting themselves in the foot again. Tighten up says small tones. Jarrell says small. AJB says small. Is that AJ Brown? Uh, Lou Man says no deal. Uh, No deal, Howie. No deal. Uh, Scott says small. Eric, Ethan, Steven uh, says medium. Uh, A lot of small deals here, Jack. Uh, Roy L. White says big deal. BK Titan says keeping the defense together was a hell of a lot more important than keeping Jeff Swain, Uh, which I, I, I don't think. The Jeff Swain thing makes things so confusing. Deborah says small deal. BK Titan says huge deal. Uh, Zachary says small deal slash no deal. Uh, no deal from Michael. Brandon says small deal, uh, but draft Bubba Bolden safety from Miami to replace him in the later rounds. Zach Goodman with a big deal. So I, I, we've seen the most small deals. Uh, we've seen a few no deals and even fewer of those big deals. Jack, where do you land on this in the Titans losing Dane Crookshank? I was going to cheat the question, and I'm glad Steve King said medium deal. Oh, I think it's a medium deal. I, I do. I don't think it's a small deal because of how often the Titans like to use that dime package. And when you look at what happened against these big tight ends, I'll say it again: none of those guys, Kelsey or Kelsey Kittle, Gasecki, and Knox, none of those guys went over for 65 yards against the Titans this season. And there wasn't a lot of touchdowns scored either. No. Those guys. Well, I th- did Dawson Knox have one? Uh, he had two, I think he had two or three catches for uh, 25 yards. He may have scored one. I mean, who didn't? No, he tried one? to throw one. That's what it was. Yeah. So for me, it's a, it's a medium deal. Um, he's not a starter. He's not a big money guy. You know, he's not a guy that you can't, you can't win without. You can definitely find a guy to replace him and, you know, maybe not do as well as Crookshank did, but, you know, hold the wall, kind of just keep things in check when it comes to tight ends across the AFC and across the NFL. You mentioned some of the, the guys that are going to be coming up on the Titans schedule next year. It's a medium deal. It's not a small deal because of, 
you know, I mentioned it, the usage rate that the Titans like to use a dime and what he did against elite tight ends in the NFL last year and how many of those guys are still in the AFC. So for me, it's a medium deal. It can't be a small deal because it's not like he was a rotational special teams guy. He was at one point, which is how he carved out a role for himself. I mean, he's been through some injuries. He's had some injury issues. And last year was his best year as a pro, without a doubt. Yeah. So um, for me, it's a, it's a schmedium deal just because I don't believe the Titans have a guy on their roster they can replace him with right now. And there's that question mark hovering over that position that the Titans you know, counted on a lot last year that, they, that I'm not sure that they can fill in just one offseason. Okay, so just so we got it right, there it goes big deal, schmedium deal, yes. small deal, no deal. So schmedium yeah. deal is between small and big. We're going schmedium today. Okay, all right, all right, I get that. Uh, I I do land on small deal with this. It's absolutely a deal. There is anybody who answered no deal is incorrect. Dan Crookshank was a, again, a secret weapon. He wasn't the game changer. He wasn't a pro bowler. He wasn't even a full-time starter or full-time player on defense, but he was absolutely a secret weapon because you see Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and Dawson Knox and all these other tight ends that get frustrated because Dane Crookshank was tall enough. He had the size, the length, the physicality, and the speed to cover tight ends. They don't have anybody on their roster like that. Kevin Byard can do it, but now you're taking Kevin Byard away from what he's paid to do uh, as being the top center field free safety for the Tennessee Titans. Amani Hooker is pretty good in some spots and coverage, but you need Amani Hooker to be that second safety. And so Lou Man says, next man up, Austin. Who is that next man? And so I'm not going schmedium deal, Jack. It's definitely not a big deal because losing Harold Landry would be a big deal. Yes. Losing uh, one of your other starters would be a big deal, right? He's not a starter, so it's a small deal for me. But there's not that, that body type on the Titans roster right now to let him do, to, to do that. Matthias Farley, as you mentioned, hasn't really been playing on defense in the league the last several years. Yeah. Elijah Molden, while he might be considered the Jedi of the slot, is way too undersized to cover the tight ends. David Long showed a lot of really good improved ability in coverage last year, but you don't want to and he's 5'11 at at tallest. And so you don't want to you don't want to take him away from that linebacker job. So and Ethan Ramsey's right. Crookshank did the dirty work to let Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard thrive because they didn't need to cover the tight end. So I don't know how you replace Dane Crookshank, but I really look at John Robin and all GMs have to have this philosophy. It's staying young and staying cheap. It's draft, replace, repeat. It's that philosophy of you draft, you let them play out the rookie contract, then you replace them via the draft again and repeat, right? Dane Cruikshank was a fifth round pick. A lot of times with those mid to late round draft picks that work out nicely, you don't want to, unless they're transcendent, unless they're Kevin Byard, and I think Amani Hooker might be on the right path of this as well, unless they're great and they're a, they're a full-time starter, you sign them to new deals. but. Tajay Sharp, you drafted him in the fifth round, he played, then you replaced him, and now you're moving forward without him. And it's no big deal. I think Jayon Brown is a draft, 
and you let him play through the fifth round. He did good stuff with you. Then you draft David Long in the sixth round and Jalen Brown's out with the Raiders and you replaced him. And now you're going through that repeat process with David Long. So who is the draft replace repeats in the Dane Crookshank conversation? Because it is a, it is a very important role in the defense. They got to find somebody to do it and they might have to rely on a rookie to do that. And we saw uh, with Elijah Molden, rookie playing in the slot, you get burned early in your rookie season, and they ha- they can't necessarily afford that all that often. Yeah, it takes some time. And when it comes to Crookshank, you don't have to draft to replace Crookshank early. Robinson found Crookshank in the fifth round. so you can But it, but it took him until year three and four to get it going. Yeah. Now, injuries halted that and made that process take longer, but – can you can you rely upon a third, fourth, fifth round rookie to be Dane Crookshank for you? I, there's just extra risk added that, and well, for and for the, the price that the Bears are paying for Dane Crookshank, I think it was worth to bring back Dane Crookshank. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I mean, when when you're talking about a day three pick, I think it's a chance you're able to take by maybe finding a guy that can play a little safety, can, you know, has, has good film on locking up tight ends, uh, maybe fourth, fifth round. Like that around that Crookshank, you know, area, but it, it does make me wonder what the plans are for AJ Moore. If you let Dan Crookshank walk, you know, you have to feel confident about being able to number one find a guy in the draft, or number two, be confident in somebody that's already on the roster. AJ Moore has not really been counted on defensively in in Houston, but that's a guy that Vrabel knows. That's a guy that you know he's familiar with. So we'll see if he's ready to step up into that role because, like you said with Crookshank, it took him a few years before he got to really step into this role he had last season, which was a big one for the Titans' defense. Okay. All so, right, Jack, I have a question for you um, because A.J. Moore went to your alma mater, Ole Miss, right? And as you mentioned, we have not seen a ton of A.J. Moore uh, you know, snaps. So – what did AJ Moore do? What what did he thrive at as a member of the Ole Miss defense? Back uh, that that you know, with your recollection of that. Yeah, um, he wasn't a huge guy on defense for Ole Miss. Again, it was a lot of special team stuff and rotationally um, on the back end of the secondary for them. But you know, players once they get into the NFL, they get the proper coaching, and there was some bad Ole Miss defenses mixed in there when AJ Moore was there. So. I, I, I'm not ruling it out that he could have, you know, he, he become more more of a complete player since his time in the NFL began. And, you know, I don't know that Crookshank was exactly the guy that he was this year when he was in college. So I, I do think that, they, you know, there's reason to believe the Titans and Mike Vrabel are confident that A.J. Moore can fill in, you know, doing some of this stuff. Although he is highly touted as a special teams ace, right. I, think he, I think it gets a little tricky when you're counting on a guy so much in special teams and then you roll him out there as your dime guy, which we've mentioned how often the Titans are in dime defenses. So um, it's, I don't know that I'm confident in AJ Moore being able to play the Dane Crookshank role in the Titans defense, but they're going to have to find a guy either in the draft or maybe it's a veteran that's hanging out in the the free agency pool. They're going to have to find a guy that can come in and and lock down tight ends because this is a conference where you can't play around at tight end position. Those guys can burn you. Those guys can kill you. We've seen Kelsey do it to the Titans time and time again. Um, Dawson Knox is only getting better. Mark Andrews is elite. Um, you've got Jared Cook, the ageless wonder out in L.A. 
So, I mean, there's a lot of these guys that the Titans could run into. So, Jerry Cooks and with the Chargers still? I believe he was with the Chargers. I mean, that sounds right. I mean, the guy's yeah. played for almost every team in the league at this point. Uh, you can double-check that. But, yeah, I mean, you yeah, just – the, the, the Titans play the Bills again, the AFC West. So, there's Kelsey, Waller, Cook. Then I mention, uh, you know, the Eagles with Goddard and the Cowboys with uh, Schultz. I mean, there's a lot of really good tight ends. Mo Alley Cox with the Colts twice, who's a pretty good player. Not not quite the level of the other guys. I'm just trying to think of more tight ends. Oh, uh, they play the Packers. So Robert Tanyan. So there's a lot of big name tight ends on the Titans schedule um, as as well. So it's yeah. like, and, and maybe Tebow comes back to Jacksonville. So uh, you don't yeah, worry about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about the Jags. <laughs> or the uh, Texans tight ends anytime no. soon. They, they've got a lot of uh, other situations there too. So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. So, A.J. Moore really didn't do much on defense at Ole Miss. He was more he was a special teams guy at Ole Miss and now a special teams guy in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what he's good at and what his role has been. And G-Man on base has special teams ace, way overrated term. I mean, that's what A.J. Moore is, and you'll get to see it this year. He's a freak when it comes to kick coverages and punt coverages. So, um, but you know, again, a special teams ace is not uh, in the grand scheme of things in the big picture for contending teams, having a special teams ace, isn't that important you got to have a well-rounded special teams unit. And that's where the Titans have struggled in years past. Um, so uh, I don't, he's not really a guy that's going to move the needle if he's not playing in that dime package where Kirkshank was. So, uh, you know, the signing, there's a reason why he's not making a whole lot of money with the Titans. Um, so, uh, you know, the special teams ace term, I don't know that it's overrated, but it doesn't mean by having one of those guys that you're going to have a good special teams unit. It takes all 11 days. Yeah. All right. Nick Ewing's on YouTube says that's why it's a big deal. Titan should have made Crookshank a higher priority, uh, to resign. I mean, I, I, I agreed with Jack, uh, about, um, Dane Crookshank in the article he wrote. Uh, back in February about Crookshank. And so the Bears signed him for a one-year deal. Ronnie says it's a big deal because now they need to find a young safety in the draft who can do the things that Crookshank did. Another um, uh, another comment I want to co- read. Brian says the Titans won't have that sub package anymore. Where Long Jr. or Jayon Brown play with Crookshank at LBs is that high nickel, nickel package. Go forward with normal dime in the situations where Crookshank was playing. Uh, which again, that's the Titans second most used defensive package was the Dane Crookshank three safety dime package. Correct. Yes, that's correct. 17% of the time. That's, yeah, a, that's I, a lot to run that sub package too. 17% of the time that, that, that just goes to show you how, you know, the teams that the Titans played last year, love to spread it out on offense. And in past years, the Titans really didn't have the speed, right? We remember back to the Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler days when they were getting a little older, they didn't have the speed to really line up with that. Now they're younger, they're faster, they've got Fulton, hopefully they get Farley, they've got Molden, they had Crookshank, and they've got a Monty Hooker who you know, came on big time last year for the Titans in, in that new role for him starting at safety. And of course you've got the Pro Bowl safety, Kevin Byard. So they, they have enough speed there right now, but again, that tight end position, it, it's a sneaky one. And it's yeah. one that you can't forget about. Well, and Lee, uh, I wanted to bring up Lee's comment earlier, but uh, he says, uh, you're not going to find too many guys with hit with Crookshank size and speed with some corner skills. And that's, that was the unique thing about Dan Crookshank coming out of Arizona is that he played like 
five different defensive back positions at Arizona. And he finally found his nice role uh, with the Titans. And I did see another comment there too, and talking about Elijah Molden. Uh, MB says it must be because they have high expectations for that role to be filled by Elijah Molden. Cause let's be honest, like there's, there's two ways this could have gone. Well, really one way could have gone because Crookshank only got a one year deal for small money from the bears. So it's not like Dane Crookshank was turning down the Titans. It, it's maybe the Titans just viewed Dane Crookshank as replaceable. And that's a lot of confidence on maybe their ability to find his replacement or, or uh, where we uh, are struggling with that. But I do find that interesting that, that uh, uh, the Titans were comfortable with letting him go elsewhere because it's not like uh, they didn't have an opportunity to resign him. They've had multiple weeks and months to resign Dane Crookshank. They let him walk. So that, that means something. Yeah, and Shane Bowen is a guy, you know, we mentioned A.J. Moore. Shane Bowen's got enough, spent enough time with A.J. Moore in Houston. So I do I, I do wonder if that's where they're going to go with this. It, you can still draft a guy to compete, though, and I think that's what you have to do in day three. you got to find a guy who can come in and compete who has experience covering tight ends in college at a, a fairly high level because if you – even if, you know, you're starting, maybe it is A.J. Moore. If he goes down, who's behind him? And I know the next man up thing worked last year. I mean, it kind of worked last year, I guess you could say. There were just so many. There were just so many injuries, right? You don't want to play that game two years in a row because it's not always going to go that way. So I, it's a it's a risky situation. The Titans have put themselves in a tough position by letting Crookshank walk. But I have to believe that Shane Bowen and Mike Vrabel have some sort of plan. I don't want to think it's them being, you know, overly cocky. You know, oh, it's the system. The system worked last year. We're it's all about the system. We can plug and play anyone at this position, and it'll work. I don't believe that they're at that level yet because, let's face it, two years ago, we were, we, you know, after after Bowen's first year, that offseason was a lot like it is this year for Todd Downing, except people were calling for Shane Bowen's head. Right. So, you know, so much can change in one year, but also you've got to remember just how far the team came last year on the defensive side of the football. Sure. Ethan Ramsey asked how much cap space do the Titans have? Not much right now. Uh, right now it's pretty tight. Now remember Julio Jones has yet to be officially uh, relieved the Titans of, the, of cap space because he's a post June 1st designation. So on June 2nd, they'll get an extra $9 million of space uh, from Julio Jones when that does happen, but still waiting uh, for that here in a couple months. A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. The next conversation we're going to take uh, and jump into is which Titans player uh, will make the biggest jump from last season to this season? Which Titans player do you guys think will make the biggest jump from last season to this season? But first, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you're looking for better health coverage, maybe the coverage you have has a higher deductible than you prefer. Maybe your monthly rate is like well over 200 bucks. I, I don't know what your situation might be, but I know this. I know Zach Bingham and Jack Gentry have reached out to Farm Bureau Health Plans and I've gotten a really great health coverage. They've Zach has saved 20% per month on his rate and you get actual good service with Farm Bureau Health Plans because there's multiple ways you can reach out to him. Zach did it via Zoom calls and phone calls. Jack walked into the Franklin location there are over 200 locations across the state of Tennessee with Farm Bureau Health Plans. So make sure you find the right plan for you. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z to get started. fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. 
And if you're a sports better, I have the right plan for you. Download the BetMGM app. Use that promo code you see on your screen, A to Z Sports. You'll receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. A lot of action going on. Opening days coming up April 7th. We've got a lot of action on the hardwood, on the college side of things this weekend. In the NBA, it's rolling daily. So you can spin that $1,000 risk up to $1,000 risk-free bet on whatever you'd like. I'm telling you, now's the time to get in the game. Don't miss out. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use promo code A to Z Sports and cash in on that risk-free bet up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 only. Tennessee only. Uh, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification. Eligible requirements. Rewards issued. Novel trouble. Free bets. site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. And for problem gaming support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So which Titans player will take the next step and have the biggest jump from last season to this season. Jack, I'll give you the opportunity before we jump into the comments. There's a lot of good comments uh, coming in to uh, throwing out players. But the reason we're having this conversation is because you guys on the Tighten Up podcast with Austin Huff talked to NWI this week, which was a really good interview. And I thought you guys asked him good, fun questions, but you also asked him some tough questions about how the season ended. But uh, what, are your, what were your thoughts on NWI and the way he put together that season last year? Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, NWI was a big year for uh, – undrafted guy out of Indiana. I mean, this this guy had a big-time knee injury in college. Came in, carved out a role for himself on special teams in, in, in year one. He won the off-season award heading into year two, which was last season. And, you know, really since then, he took advantage of opportunities. I mean, that's, that's what the NFL is all about. And Crookshank did the same thing last year. We were just talking about him. If a guy goes down, you got to be ready to play. It's what Lou Man says. Next man up, next man up, next man up. NWI so often last year was the next man up. He was the second leading receiver for the Titans. We asked him about his touchdown celebration against the Colts, the Billy White Shoes Johnson funky chicken that he did in the end zone. We talked about, you know, just how much that Bengals loss stung because, as you guys remember, he was targeted on the last play of the game. So he handled that a little bit differently than most. And, you know, we asked him, what his conversations have been like with Tannehill this off season, you know, just how he saw last season going. I know that he didn't, he didn't envision the season that he had last year, but he's put himself in a fine position to contribute for this Titans team. Another year, they brought him back for one more year. Um, and then obviously it's a kind of a touch and feel situation with, with some of the, the rotational guys like NWI is, but I think he's a prime example of somebody who took advantage of his opportunities. He's a fun time to talk to, and he's extremely smart. You guys will pick that up in the interview. Really smart guy, really fun to talk to, easy dude to cheer for. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and so he made a big leap last season. So who is that next guy who had a limited role or that really needs to step up quite a bit uh, this upcoming season? I think there are two guys who automatically jump to mind. MKFW says Caleb Farley. Uh, I see a lot of... Dylan Radins, but Caleb Farley from Corey Fulton or Farley from Danny and Christian Fulton had a great year last year, but I mean, he needs to continue to elevate his play. Right. But Caleb Farley is a big one. So let's talk about Caleb Farley a second, and then we'll dive into some of the other comments of, of players that were brought up by the comment section. I mean, Caleb Farley better grow up fast in the, as an NFL corner. I'm not saying personally, not maturity but, wise. Yeah. Right. Not maturity wise off. The, I don't know him, but, He's, he's got to grow into a starting role right now. And that's coming off of an ACL injury off of a year where he didn't play because of his back and had multiple back, multiple back surgeries. 
So Caleb Farley has not consistently played football since the 2019 college season. It's a long time, guys. And so, but I agree, Caleb Farley is somebody who's got to take a, a big step. And it felt like the Titans were getting more comfortable with him and at least throwing him out there because the first game that he started last year was the Bills game where he tore his ACL. And so while there's a lot of rust he had to knock off, you know, he is a big, tall, physical-looking, athletic corner, but he's just got to be right physically so he can be right mentally. So Caleb Farley is a great answer for this question. Yeah, no doubt he is. And, I, you know, he's going to be one of the most instrumental pieces coming back this season. Problem is, we've we've seen it with guys time and time again. We saw it with Taylor Lewan last year. Uh, you know, coming back from an ACL injury, Bud Dupree as well, is not as easy as it sounds. And it doesn't sound easy is the thing. So especially playing a a position where your speed and instincts and, you know, quick twitch movements are so crucial to your job performance. Caleb Farley has to step up next year because there's really nobody behind him that can do that. And they haven't gone out and they, they, you know, they, by releasing Jackrabbit Jenkins, they're saying, Caleb Farley, it's gotta be you, man. And he's had back surgeries. He's had ACL surgeries. It's, it's a gamble that John Robinson and the Titans took, but uh, you know, in drafting him in the first round, but They've got to see it play out. They've got to see if he can get in there and do it. You know, they drafted him for a reason. He's he's got a nose for a football. He's got elite speed when he when he's healthy. But that's the big thing when he's healthy. So he absolutely has to take a big step and you know be that guy that the Titans can rely on you know, across the field from Christian Fulton. Yeah, and so uh, my answer was going to be Dylan Radins um, because just like Caleb Farley, he has to be a starter on the offensive line. Right tackle or left guard, I don't care. But Dylan Radins has to entrench himself as one of those starters on the O-line. Second round pick, and unlike Caleb Farley, Dylan Radins was healthy all all season. Now, also like Caleb Farley, Dylan Radins didn't have a regular college football season in 2020 because he only played one game in that college season because of what happened with his conference shutting down after one game. So Russ to be knocked off, plus going from the FCS level up to the NFL learning curve. You know, you saw some good things in his start against the Niners on Thursday night, but Dylan Radins was my answer. It's he has to grow up too. And I think it's a good thing that last offseason the Titans cross-trained him at both guards and tackle spots to have that flexibility. But my answer is Dylan Radins. What do you think about, about Radins? Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, you know, they brought in Jamarco Jones to compete at that left guard spot. Rabel said that that's where he's going to start out. We're going to kind of figure it out as we go with Jamarco Jones. Um, obviously, you'd like to see your second round draft pick play a little, right? Play a little at left guard, contribute <laughs> next year. I mean, it's a big hole. There's a big shoes to fill, literally. And, you know, because Roger Stafford's up in Buffalo now. And the whole run left mantra, that's. That's essentially dead right now. Taylor Lewan had a down season for the first half of the year, came on late, but he's getting older. There's a lot of questions how long he'll still be in Tennessee after this season. So Radens has to step up and prove, you know, that the Titans can count on him this season in the run game, in the pass game. He's got to be able to do that because you can't have an when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, you can't have a question mark at the interior offensive line position. And that's what they do right now. So Radens, you know, he had his time at North Dakota State probably didn't get the coaching that he could have gotten elsewhere. And some of these other linemen that were drafted ahead of him did at these power five programs, but he's had time to acclimate to the NFL level. 
hopefully he can step into that role next year because if he can't, the Titans are going to have big problems in the run game. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, Paulie D says second round pick and one of the Titans biggest needs time to step up. Uh, so what was your answer to this question? You know, I, I, I did, I did see before you do that, I did see a player that uh, people have mentioned in the comments that, that I kind of forgot about that is perfect for this question. And we'll get to that in a second, but I, Jack, I'm curious what your answer was. I thought about a couple of guys, you know, I, I thought about Monty Rice, but you know, he, he's probably, going to be playing behind David Long and those guys back there. Yeah, and Zach Cunningham. He's still your so third inside linebacker. You don't have to count on him as much, but there's a guy, and I've seen a couple people comment him that I'm going with, and I've I've brought him up on a sh- on the show before and how we need to see more of him. It's Bud Dupree. Ah. Bud, du- Bud Dupree last season, three sacks. He's counting up just about $20 million against the cap. He had 17 tackles last year, and yeah, he was dealing with injuries, but I mean, when you're paying somebody that much, and I know that this whole, you know, he's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. We heard that with Jadavian Clowney, and Bud Dupree is not Jadavian Clowney. He's got a much better work ethic. He's, you know, there's more to Bud Dupree than there ever was or ever will be with Jadavian Clowney. Let's yes. get that straight. But three sacks, the Titans need more than three sacks out of him. You know, to free Harold Landry up is good and all. But when you're paying a guy almost $20 million, he's counting almost $20 million against your salary cap, you've got to get more than 17 tackles. You've got to get more than three sacks. It's Bud Dupree for me, and it's really not even close. If they can get a productive season, if they can get seven, eight, nine sacks out of Dupree, this defense can go very far. And that's going to be a big thing. We've talked about how, you know, they may struggle in pass defense. They've got they've got to see what they have in Caleb Farley. They've got question marks at that, at that uh, you know, you know, in the dime package where Kirkshank used to be. What helps a pass defense? A solid front four who can get to the passer. Bud Dupree, it's time for him to take that next step and to kind of turn back the clock, turn into that Pro Bowl caliber of player that he was in Pittsburgh across from TJ Watt. The Titans need to see that this year. And if they can get that, man, they can do a whole lot. We we look across, across the country in the AFC West. Look at what those teams have done to their pass rush this offseason. The Titans could have that, but they need solid production out of Bud Dupree this season. So uh, I was Bud Dupree is the guy that I kind of forgot about that fits for this question. So I'm glad you brought that up because the chat absolutely did. Excuse me. So I think Bud Dupree will be much better this year in the in the sack category. You mentioned the Javian Clowney disruptor thing. Bud Dupree was that. He, he truly was the disruptor that everybody thought Jadavian Clowney was going to be for the Titans without the sack numbers. It was very clear of the pressure rates, the amount of quarterback pressures and hurries and hits and sacks that the Titans defense had in a hole with Bud Dupree on the field and when he was not playing in games. Because Bud Dupree missed six games. And so in 11 games, just three sacks. Now you had Harold... Autry and Simmons play all 17 games. And so those four guys, the front four combined for 32 and a half sacks last season. That's uh, just over eight sacks a player, right? And that's with Bud Dupree only having three sacks. I think those that front four, there's no reason why they can't push 40 combined mm-hmm. by themselves. Because I think Bud Dupree will jump up in his sack number. Now, how are you going to be able to improve your overall sack totals? Because the Titans as a whole had 43 sacks last season, 32 and a half coming from those guys. 
Ola Daney's back. Naquan Jones is back. They each had two and a half. Um, and then Rashad Derek Weaver. Rowe, Rashad he's, Weaver will be he's got, will, a, he's got a shot at cracking. He will be in there to have maybe have a couple. Yeah, absolutely. So I think can you get forty sacks from those four guys combined? It's it, that's tough. I mean, ten sacks guy. Landry got what twelve, and it was a career year. And I don't, I, I don't like this. Uh, Jay Streets has had some great comments today, but Dupree's the reason Landry had a career year. Let's give some, let's give some respect to Harold Landry. I mean, yeah. for for him to be available. Let's, let's rephrase that. Yeah, Bud Dupree helped Harold Landry have a career year last year. Yeah, yeah, I, that's better. But um, you know, Danico Autry, Jeff Simmons, they're going to combine for at least fifteen on the inside, right? And then. But Dupree, he's he's capable of getting ten plus. He's done it a handful of times in his career, before you know before. So he coming over, he had eight sacks, and then the year before that, he had eleven and a half. So he's he's got the capability and he's got the talent. And having a full off season where he doesn't have to spend time rehabbing his knee is very important. And you know he dealt with that abdominal strain that could have been just you know an overcompensation. That's, that's of that yeah, injury. yeah, absolutely. An abdominal strain is a uh, correlation to the ACL. I, I, at least I can draw that line pretty easily. So, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Bud Dupree had a bad year last year. I think the best play he had, he, he, you, you could make a case that he won that Colts game in Indianapolis because of that pressure that resulted and, and in the that doesn't, Elijah Molden. And that doesn't show up in his exactly. regular box score. Exactly. So, Look, so he, he was productive last year in different ways, but I just, I want to see an uptick in those sacks. I want to see him get close to 10. If he can sniff 10 sacks, and Harold Landry can stay healthy on, on the other side of the ball. There's no reason those two can't combine for, you know, 20, 25 sacks a piece or, you know, combined on a piece. That would be, yeah, that, that would be crazy. The year. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, Rooney says 40 plus is asking a lot from those four guys. And I, I was trying to think, I was like, yeah, 40 is a lot, but, but it's 35 too low to expect because they had 32 and a half last year and Bud Dupree was coming off an ACL and missed six games. So 30, I mean, I think 35 combined sacks, which is just over eight and a half per person, just two and a half sacks more than what they had last year. That's almost feels too low. Right. Yeah. But 40, I mean, that's why I, why can't 40 be a goal for those four to go get together? I think, I think it should be. I think it's a fine goal, but I also don't think the defense can't perform if they don't hit that 40 mark. Oh, yeah. If they fall short of 40 by having uh, 38, then okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're splitting hairs. MB, that's only one year of double-digit sacks, Jack. You're right, MB, only one year. But in 2020, he played in 11 games and had eight sacks. So he was more than on pace for a double-digit season then. He just got cut short due to injury. But you are right, only one year of double-digit sacks. But there's no reason why, you know, and just – it, it kind of goes vice versa with how Dupree helped Landry last year. Landry's going to help Dupree this year. Yes. Everyone's going to be paying attention to Landry next year. Dupree's going to be freed up for plenty of opportunities to hit the quarterback. And when you have Matt Ryan now in your division, that guy standing, stands back there begging to be hit. He can't move. Right. Those 37-year-old knees can't get it done anymore. Yeah, so Bud Dupree's going to have – it's going to be open season, especially against the Colts for Bud Dupree in that Titans pass rush. I just think it's it's – they have the front four nailed, right? It's you've got the perfect combination of weapons. Jeffrey Simmons is just bigger and stronger and better at the guy at every person lining up in front of him. Danico Autry is a monster too. Then you've got the speed of Harold Landry, 
and the the combination of size and power of Bud Dupree, like you've got it all. And so that's that's what's exciting for Titans fans because we're talking about Caleb Farley has to take a big step, right? That's there, nobody's denying that. They have to replace Dane Crookshank. Elijah Molden needs to grow up into that role as well. So does Christian Fulton. Amani Hooker's in a contract year. There's all these things on the back end of the defense, but those four dudes up front make their make their jobs a lot easier. Uh, you know, Elijah Molden gets a pick six as a rookie because Bud Dupree made Carson Wentz look even more like a buffoon. <laughs> that was the perfect microcosm of what Carson Wentz is as a coach. I, I, I am. I almost. I'm going to miss Carson Wentz being in the Titans division because I enjoy making fun of Carson Wentz. Yeah, there's no quarterbacks in in the AFC South that are going to throw with their offhand while being pressured this year, and I'm going to miss that as well. I saw a stat that like Carson Wentz threw 17 passes this past season with his left hand. <laughs> and that's what gets you in Washington, folks. <laughs> that's a problem. He is not <laughs> left-handed. He is not left-handed. That That's just, I, I mean, I saw that and I almost peed my pants laughing. Just so funny. Uh, all right. A to Z Sports here live. I think there's a lot of good ones. Some other guys we have not mentioned that people have brought up. Uh, Rashad Weaver, Jack, you mentioned him in passing too uh, as a guy. Uh, had his rookie year caught cut short with uh, injury in week one. Um, Elijah Molden. Is there a guy who is not going to be a second year dude that, that counts in this? Because we've talked about Farley, Raidens, Molden, Rice, and uh, who else? Weaver, right? I mean, Des Fitzpatrick is fighting for his NFL career, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But mean, him, him stepping up would be, you know, making the active roster for at least eight games. So we've got low expectations for that. But who, who is who is uh, I, I guess the biggest name I could think of would be Christian Fulton. He started 13 games last year in the 13 games that he played. He was put on IR for a bit in the middle of the season. But I, it's it's not you know, it, it takes a while to develop into a number one cornerback that's feared, uh, you know, by, by offensive coordinators around the NFL. But if Christian Fulton can take the next step into becoming that elite guy, and it's going to be a quick rise, right? Because he had his first offseason was that COVID offseason. It was tough to kind of get acclimated to the Titans' defensive system and all that went wrong with Shane Bone's defense that year. It was a whole, it was a big mess. Last season, he had his first real year. It was really a a, a red shirt rookie season for Christian Fulton last year. So I, I do believe that he can take that next step and eventually become you know one of the top fifteen, top twenty cornerbacks in the NFL. This is a big year for him to prove that because he's going to be relied upon, especially with the question marks you have across across the field with Caleb Farley in that ACL, with whoever they bring in, whoever's playing slot, whoever's guarding tight ends. So uh, Christian Fulton would be a prime candidate to take, take that next step and to elevate his game to the Pro Bowl level. If he can do that, the Titans will have a whole lot less to worry about on the back end of the defense. Okay. Yeah. I, I think Fulton's definitely one. He's kind of in a different uh, spot, like you said, because he played really well last year. I have one. Um, Nate Davis. Down to your last year. Roller coaster. Up and down. All over the place. And also contract year. Nate Davis. Yeah. I, I think at right guard, because he's going to have somebody, you know, a new starter to his right at right tackle. So I think Nate Davis needs to have a consistent year to earn himself a second contract and needs to be more stable on the offensive line. I I, I saw some people say uh, 
David Long Jr. I mean, David Long Jr. did that last year. Like Preston says David Long Jr. David Long Jr. stepped the hell up last year and showed that he can be relied on to be your starting inside linebacker. Oh, yeah. I love what I see from David Long. He he plays hungry. He, he plays like his head's on fire. Yeah, I, I know I remember David Long's second training camp. His rookie year, I wasn't too worried about him, whatever, rookie, six-round pick. His second training camp, I was like, that guy pops. Like, that guy flies off um, the practice field at you, and you notice him. And I was really high on David Long two seasons ago, but he didn't quite get it going. And then, bang, last year, it was he was great. Like, mm-hmm. legitimately great at inside linebacker for the Titans. His coming out party was that playoff game against Baltimore where I believe Jayon Brown was hurt. Some One of the linebackers was out for that game. David that, Long, was his, that was his rookie season. A six-round draft pick, a rookie, comes in against Lamar Jackson, the hardest quarterback can, to contain. I believe that was Lamar's MVP season. It was. And just completely stonewalls that Ravens offense. I was very impressed with him then. He, he was one of the guys who made that uh, one of the key fourth down stops early in that game against the Ravens in the playoffs that allowed the Titans to jump up 14-0. He shows up in big moments, and you got to have a guy like that at linebacker. The Titans yeah. do, and and David Long, and also Zach Cunningham, who's all over the place at all times. Yes. I think that I think there's there's a clone of Zach Cunningham out there on the defense. That's how you know just involved he is with every single play. He's all oh. over there, and you know he's a great guy to have at middle linebacker for the, or inside linebacker for the Titans. Orlando has a good question. He says, "You guys glad to be back in the locker room this season? You have no idea, Orlando, how much better." it's going to be by having some locker room access. Now for me individually, it's not necessarily my role anymore with A to Z sports to go cover the locker room every week throughout the season. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like we've broken, like you break stories and you create relationships because you have locker room access and you get to build those. Like the only reason why I broke the Rashard Matthews story a few seasons ago is because I was in the locker room every week talking to Rashad, um, about, you know, whatever, about the Dolphins, about the city of Miami, about his son, whatever it might be, the NBA. And so you get to create those relationships to where local media can give you better coverage. And so, yeah, being back in the locker room is going to be so much better. And um, another big thing is you get to see different coverage. Whenever you've got a guy talking to a scrum of media members, everybody gets the same quotes. but if you get to go peel off and go have a one-on-one with somebody, you get a lot better stuff out of them uh, for better coverage. So the fans are also winners uh, in the locker room being back open. So I, that's, I'm glad Orlando brought that up because Luke Warsham texted Zach and I and Buck earlier this week and said, we're back baby. <laughs> so it's great to see that, that that's going to happen. So big deal for uh, locker rooms to be back open in the, uh, in the football season. Now, yeah, how much, well, right. Mike Vrabel, allow us to go in training camp in the locker room. I doubt it uh, because that's what he doesn't have to do it. So Vrabel will give us as minimum, the minimum requirements is what we will be allowed from Mike Vrabel. So, yeah, that's the Vrabel way tight lipped. Nobody gets in just the minimum requirements is, is all (laughs) we're going to get, but that's okay. It's better than what we've been dealing with the last couple. Absolutely. All right. It is time for the magic bucket. Jack, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. All right, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. We've got another dog talk coming up to uh, recap Derrick Henry's 
uh, rehab uh, process, what he's doing. So that's going to be next Tuesday. So get ready for that next week with Dr. Watson, the foot specialist there at the Bone and Joint Institute. But whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who to trust. They've got over a dozen physicians there at the Bone and Joint Institute uh, that specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly think of or have. So again, when you get hurt, they got you covered. They're great. They do awesome stuff. Their facility is incredible. It's like a dang hotel. It's brilliant in there. Boneandjointtn.org. Speaking of hotels, ever checked out this one down in Las Vegas? BetMGM. <laughs> Download the Sportsbook app today. BetMGM Sportsbook app. If you haven't done it already and you're into sports betting, you're doing it all wrong. Sign up with that promo code you see on your screen, A to Z Sports. You'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. You can spin that bet. You can, you can wager on whatever you'd like. A lot of basketball action, some baseball action coming up in just over a week. I can't wait for it. The Braves are going to repeat. Everyone knows it. But, hey, maybe you want to throw a futures on the Braves to win the World Series. You do that by downloading the BetMGM app using that promo code A to Z Sports and maybe throw that risk-free bet on a futures bet on the Atlanta Braves to win the World Series again. So don't forget, download the BetMGM app, use that promo code you see on your screen, and cash in on that risk-free $1,000 bet today. All right, uh, the Braves ain't repeating. Hey, don't you say that, Ronnie. You don't know that. And Andrew's right. Where are the Derrick Henry workout videos? I, I, I am I'm looking for those, and I haven't seen them yet. But uh, Drew knows what he's talking about. It's, it's a back-to-back type of season for the Braves. Uh, I don't know. Lock, if, the, if they stayed locked out, then you could just continue to ride that momentum. Yeah, yeah, but that's not as fun. They're back just to let you down again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I got to get some. I always keep equipment in the magic bucket, and then I always got to get it out. All right. So I'm going to be pulling for me right now. Oh, mixing it up. You usually go, you yeah. usually get me first. Ah. Who oh, love the sound of that? <laughs> I've technically already done this, but I feel like it's okay to repeat it. Well, read it for the people. Go get a dog toy and put it in your mouth. Oh man, bad way to start a start start your morning with a dog yeah. in your mouth. So I, I'll have to get up to go get a dog toy. So I'll go ahead and pull your magic bucket. I'm surprised there's not a dog toy in my office. All right, let's see here. I got one. Okay, Jack. No puzzles. No puzzles. No yes! puzzles. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, no. I'm so glad. I have never gotten this to be given to me. Jack, you have to Amazon me a gift, $20 or less, for me to showcase on the show next week. Okay, I've never that's, been, not that's not bad. And and you can use the company card. You don't have to pay $20. <laughs> just, okay. just to let you know. I, I'm not going to make you spend $20 on me. That would be mean. But yes, I finally get a gift. I finally get a gift. I've had to buy Zach two gifts. I've had to buy Luke a gift. And so I finally get it. I finally get a gift. Thank goodness. I've been waiting for this thing. So I'm very excited about this. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be thinking of a good one. Chat, if you guys have any good ideas, go ahead and spam them in here now. Just, just so I can kind of gauge where I should go with this. All right. But so here's what's going to happen. I have to disconnect to go grab a dog toy. So if you guys want a game plan, you in the chat want a game plan for a uh, Amazon gift, I'm going to unplug my headphones so I won't be able to hear anything. So you guys can game plan what a good Amazon gift uh, would be while I go grab a dog toy to put my mouth. So All I'll right. be right back. That's what we'll do then. 
Okay. So while he's gone, guys, I want to talk about the Grizzlies. I love watching the Grizzlies. Southwest Division champs, number two seed in the Western Conference. They're the real deal. And they do it each night by getting double digits out of multiple guys. I just love watching this team. Without John Morant, has been a little different. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is a couple blocks away from setting the franchise record this season. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. Dylan Brooks, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Steven Adams, Tyus Jones all play their roles so well. I love watching the Grizzlies. They're the best team in the league against the spread now. They did just clinch the number two two seed. So we have uh, how how are the Grizz so good without Ja? I don't right. know. But maybe now is the time to bet against them because they'll be managing minutes, resting starters. So Okay, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm plugging my headphone back in. Okay, there we go. I'm plugging no my headphone back in. About. I got to get Grizz talking. Huh? Nothing, nothing. Okay. Nothing happened. Well, I, I hid the chat on my screen, so I have no idea what you guys were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, absolutely nothing happened, yeah. All right, so uh, I grabbed the dog toy. This one's a fairly new one. It's a little, like, squid guy. Okay. And he, he's reversible. He looks too clean for me, though. He's reversible. Well, I mean, I got to pick it. Like, I, <laughs> so he flips inside and out. So he, he there's, I should there's, be able to pick your dog toy. You can't, uh, you have, there's so many damn toys in this house. Yeah, well, you, I want you to get like the, somebody put the bacon one, get, get like a bacon flavored dog toy or a little dentist sticks. You got any dentist sticks? I'm not going to eat my dog's treats. You like that's me. Like, chew on it a little, maybe, maybe spit it they, out. They'd, they'd be so mad at me <laughs> because those <laughs> things go away. All right. I feel like he got off easy. I don't, I don't feel like that was a dirty toy. It's gross. It's still very fuzzy though. Lightly used. Yeah, so I got to pick it. I'm also going to pick the grossest one in there. We've got a lot of dog toys. So I just grabbed yeah. that. I also thought it was fun. Bobby though. says he's not buying that's a dog toy, right? It doesn't look like it's been used as a dog toy. That's a dog toy. Is that a stuffed animal of yours? Do you have stuffed animals? No, that is absolutely a dog toy. It's a dog toy. Okay. All right. I think we may need to launch an investigation chat. What do you guys think? That's a dog toy. And my dogs have played with it. And they absolutely like, I, we buy our dogs toys to tear apart. That's part of the dog experience. <laughs> Jay Streets with the late comment of the day. I will, I should get you some eyeliner. We've both had to wear some makeup on this show before. Yes. Because of the magic. It's never, bucket. it's never because of the magic bucket. It's never yes. a fun time, but that's no. a great idea. Jay Streets. I love that. Well, idea. I mean, so I, I will be expecting uh, my Amazon gift here shortly. Um, so yeah. I hope right. you uh, got to, to brainstorm some ideas with the people there. Oh, yeah. We got it all figured out. Good deal. All right, everybody. Well, have a great rest of your Thursday. Jack and I will be back tomorrow morning to wrap up the week. A to Z Sports Primetime with Buck tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. So get that ready. The podcast network, Jack and Austin Huff, the Tighten Up Podcast out. Go check that out. Really good interview with Nick Westbrook-Akine. Uh, so go check it out there. Uh, so on the A to Z Sports, uh, a to Z Sports Podcast Network, wherever you get the podcast, go download that um, on Apple or Spotify, subscribe to the A to Z sports podcast network for all of our, our special weekly episodes there. Yes. And for those YouTube guys, the interview with NWI, if you'd rather watch it and listen to it, than just listen to it without the vision, the visual. Yeah. It's going to be up there today. So keep an eye out for the NWI interview on the A to Z sports Nashville YouTube page. I'm excited for it to go up. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good one. Appreciate it.